Hey, this is Tom Gray with This Stuff Matters. Welcome to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. This is the episode to be released on Tuesday, September the 20th, 2022. We are the headquarters of the revolution, leading a revolution of souls and society. This is that place, that wonderful uh, amalgamation of sports and society and spirituality all coming together in a way that we really believe will help you make the most out of what matters most. And so I've got a, a statement which I think uh, is universally true and we can all probably recognize it as universally true to set up our focus today. And then I've got a question. So a statement and a question. Here's the statement. I, I, I pulled it from a book I read years ago, a, a great, a late author, thinker, um, just just leader in, in business and life across the board, a life coach before a life coach was uh, was a cool thing back in the day, but a guy named Zig Ziglar. And here's his, here's his statement. He said, you cannot consistently perform in a manner which is inconsistent with the way you see yourself. Let that sink in just for a second. Do you agree with it? I, I think we'd all have to, if we're, if we're being honest, we'd have to agree with it. This is how life works. He says, you cannot consistently perform in a manner which is inconsistent with the way you see yourself. And so how do you see yourself? That's what I want us to give attention to today. Here's how we can make steps forward here. Here's where the revolution begins in many ways. What do you believe about who you are? And we see this in the sports world where I live and make reference uh, frequently. Uh, an athlete who believes he or she is a winner tends to win, right? A team that believes it is a winning team ten tends to win. Uh, my favorite uh, movie of all time, uh, hands down, I mean, I got a subgroup, a, a 1A group of movies right under this one uh, that I also love uh, tremendously, but this is my all-time favorite. It's the movie Miracle on Ice. I'm not even a hockey fan, but it's about the 1980 United States Olympic hockey team. Of course, the massive, maybe uh, historic upset of the Soviet uh, hockey team to win the gold medal in the Olympics. It, it really features the leadership, revolutionary leadership of Coach Herb Brooks. And if you go watch that movie, or they've actually captured it, it's in a, you can find it in a bunch of formats. This, this very famous kind of uh, pregame speech after he and this team had been through all those months of their training and vision casting and development and all of that, his kind of final words to the team before they go take the ice against the Soviets included this appeal. It's profound and it's powerful and it really stands out in this movie and in this scene about the, uh, his pregame speech. What he says to his players right before they go take the ice is, you were born to be hockey players. He makes this appeal to their understanding of who they are. It's so the very core essence of their being, their, their belief in their identity. Now, we could argue if that's uh, you know, a, a really helpful long-term definition of core identity, but for the moment, it's making our point. It was a super powerful um, issue for them to play off of, pun intended, as they went to play the game. And then he also kind of pulled into it. He said, you were born to be hockey players. Then he said, you were meant to be here tonight, kind of that connection to a bigger purpose and a destiny. And then he finished by saying, this is your time, go out and take it, you know, that kind of a thing. But it just illustrates the point. How we see ourselves, what we believe about who we are 
really everything we, we do in life will flow out of that. So let's start there. So what about you in your life? Who are you? You know, I know we've all heard of these famous things, the midlife crisis, you know, and some of you have been through it here. You know, I've lived long enough and serving as a pastor, trying to be a helpful source in a lot of people's lives through challenges, a lot of the challenges of life here. I'm convinced there is basically an every stage of life crisis. There's a young adult life crisis. In fact, I had had breakfast uh, this week with a, a guy, 25 year old young man, right in the throes of it in a big way. There's definitely a midlife crisis. And then there's a late life crisis. I was with my dad, 86 year old dad, uh, in last week, helping him kind of think through different big time decisions he's in the middle of late in his life. It's just the nature of life at every stage. But you know, every one of these things that we call a crisis, each of these crises at their core, listen, revolves around deep questions. That's why it's so profound. And I think among all the deep questions that we ponder and have to process at different key crossroads, the deepest of these is identity. Who am I? And so that's why I want us to start there. That's where we need to start. In our world, you know, we've already kind of said we're in desperate need of change in our souls, which are feeling very exposed, vulnerable, and confused these days. Let's start at the core, the nucleus, the source and center of the kind of revolutionary change our souls and society desperately need. Let's recapture perhaps or, or maybe identify for the first time with great clarity exactly who we are. So who are you? You know, I'm here. The reason we do this whole thing is I want to help you. I want to help you get to the best and most helpful answer to that question. Do you, do you even have an answer? Uh, do you have a definite answer? Or are you kind of wishy-washy guessing at something? And if you have a definite answer, do you have a clear and well-reasoned definite answer? Does it make sense and fit in a way that really is best and most helpful? Do you have an answer that deeply satisfies you, one that can carry you confidently through all the stages and seasons of life? And I believe that's what we need at, at the core before we can add to it all the other things that need our attention as well. And, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get to where we eliminate these life crises moments, uh, young adult, midlife, old life, whatever. But I do think we can have an answer to the deepest question that solves the dilemmas. It's not going to eliminate the crises, but it, it answers the questions in a satisfactory way. It solves uh, what otherwise can be tremendously off-putting or unsettling when we hit these crisis moments. So I, I, you know, let's reiterate it. You cannot, we cannot consistently perform or even live. We cannot consistently perform in a manner which is inconsistent with the way we see ourselves. You and I will live out that inevitable, you know, we will live out lives that inevitably flow out of what we believe about ourselves, how we see ourselves. Our belief about who we are is the root source of everything about our lives. All right, so let's make it applicable. Here we go. What's your answer? I mean, let's just start today. Here we are. Let's start wherever we are, wherever you are. Let it be the starting point. Fill in the blank, whatever. First thing that comes to your mind. And here, I'd love to make this podcast interactive. And so as you think about this and what you ponder, even just what you blurt out as a first response, send it to me. Hit me up in our, in our show notes. It'll be our, our 
phone number. You can leave me a voice message or text me. That'll be our email address or just anytime through our website, you can reach me. But uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Where are you now? Maybe you have thought about it uh, long and hard and have a, a, a very profound and strong answer. Uh, let's, let's put those together. Your response may have benefit. And I'll, I'll be a hub of collecting some of that if you'll send it in and uh, redistributing it, kind of letting others know you can be a part of helping uh, as we work together on this. You know, maybe it is something you've thought about deeply, or maybe this podcast represents a first prompt for you to begin to really think about it. Either way, here we go. Let's just get started. So what do you, what do you say? I am blank. How do you fill in that blank? I am what? I, I can imagine some answers out there, right? I'm a firefighter. I'm an American. I'm a business owner. I am a coach. I'm a teacher. I'm a student. I'm a patriot. I'm a Braves fan. I'm an electrician. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a, I'm a whiskey connoisseur. I'm a gambler. I'm a golfer. I'm a friend. Um, uh, I'm a podcaster. I don't know what, what are, you know, and okay, is this your starting point? One of these or something like it? It's a great place. Many of us would start there. Identifying ourselves by what we do. Or there's other sources, right, of identity, how we answer the question. We could answer the question uh, with maybe a group that we are a part of or, or a cause that we are committed to. So we'd answer the question, I am blank. Maybe, you know, I'm a part of a, a fraternity or a sorority. I'm an Omega Psi Phi. I'm a, you know, I'm a tri-delt, uh, a cause we're committed to. Maybe I'm a, I'm a feminist or I'm a churchgoer or a team we identify with, right? I'm a bulldog. Or a party, I'm a political zealot. How do you, these are ways you can fill it in. Or other ways, other sources of answering the question. It could be, you know, a member of, of the family you grew up in or the family heritage you belong to. You know, I'm a Campbell, I'm a Lee, I'm a King, you know, any of these things. And it carries weight. It, it, it's how you identify yourself. And so, uh, you know, some of us, I don't know, maybe your first response had more to do with, uh, something others have kind of put on you. They've named you something or identified you in some way, and you've, you've kind of embraced that or adopted that. Uh, you know, the government will identify us. It'll say, ah, you're a, you're a tax collector. I mean, a tax <laughs> payer, sorry, uh, or a, you're a citizen, you're a voter, you're a, a I don't know, a, a homeowner, you're a, you're a condo owner, you're a tenant, whatever the case is. Your, your company has an identity for you, right? It's your job title. You're an employee, you know, and of course, even as we identify our source, perhaps as a part of a family, maybe that comes with a lot of strength. That's there's a lot of good that comes out of it, but that can also be a source of a lot of damage and weakness to us. Right. We spend a lot of our lives. Perhaps if you've, if you received, if you've been named by your family or you've inherited um, vulnerability and weakness and, and a mindset of defeat, you, you've inherited a, uh, destructive identity in some form or fashion, you know, you're spending a lot of your life trying to establish a different and new identity, trying to come out from under the shadows of, let's say, a history of family um, alcoholism. Or maybe as a man, you know, you, you, uh, you've had a couple generations before you where the dad didn't stick around to raise the kids. And if you're not careful, even without maybe having previously named it by name or called it out intentionally, you've adopted 
almost as the default settings of your life, this identity by association, you've kind of assumed, well, that's just kind of who I am. Uh, that's what I've inherited. And so, boy, you know, obviously families can be a source of a lot that's positive, but boy, they can be a source of a lot that's destructive as well. Uh, any of these can, you know, if you, you believe the theory of evolution of how humanity came into existence, uh, really the theory of evolution, when you boil it down and think it through just a bit, it tells you that your identity is this. It says you are a cosmic accident engaged in a struggle to the death, you know, survival of the fittest. Uh, so is that how you see yourself? I am fill in the blank. And to be sure, some of these things, what we do or where we work or who we're a part of, what family, you know, these, some of these understandings of who we are can be helpful to a certain extent for a certain period of time. But remember, what we want and what we need and what we're after is the best and most helpful answer or answers to the most foundational questions and issues. And the problem here, go with me on this, the problem with accepting an identity based on what you do or what you're a part of or what someone else says you are is that even if some of those labels are generally good, they certainly are not stable or sustainable. Think about it. They change or at least are highly susceptible to change. They're temporary and transitory. And so to the extent that we define ourselves, our core identity by them, we experience too much life, too much of life like a raft in the ocean. And so I offer to you that perhaps the, that this whole dynamic is at the root of explaining a lot of our collective anxiety and frustration that we're feeling across our society today. You know, if we're answering the question of core identity in an incorrect way or even a less than optimum way, when the basis for that, an that answer changes, like what I do and what I do changes, or what I'm a part of when what I am a part of changes, or the cause I'm you know, committed to fails, or something like that, or, or what others say about me changes. I mean, they all were praising me at one point, now they're down on me. Then, then I'm set adrift if I had been looking to that as the source of my answer. I'm going to end up feeling aimless, purposeless, lost, unsure of who I am altogether. You know, all through my young life, my first 22 years, I would have answered the question. I don't know that I actually thought about it intentionally, but my, you know, my, my adopted uh, default answer, what was really driving my identity down deep. Uh, if you'd asked me the first 22 years of my life, who am I? My answer would have been, I'm a football player. And so my wife and I have worked through this over the years too, early in our marriage, because hers similarly was, she would have answered the question, I'm a tennis player. She played tennis at University of North Carolina. I played football at Vanderbilt. But here's the problem, obviously, with that as an identity. And, and the, any of you out there that have been you know, competitive athletes, you know this crisis moment, this season. All of a sudden, if you've t identified yourself like I did as a football player, guess what? One day you wake up and you're not. And then the questions start, well, then who am I? <laughs> who I thought I was, I am no longer. And people go through it in, in next stages as well. So my wife and I are getting really close to the uh, empty nest stage of life. We've had uh, we raised three kids. We love our kids. We love being parents. All the hardships, difficulties, and sacrifices. We got one more about to go out. Two out of the three are already, already gone. Well, if we were answering the question by 
you know, the role we play in the group we're a part of family as who am I? I'm a parent for her. I'm a mom for me. I'm a dad. Guess what? What happens one day you wake up and you're not that anymore. They're gone. <laughs> They're their own thing. And, you know, I think this pandemic that we've come through now, it's led to such widespread upheaval in the souls of people. And as a result, you know, it's upheaval across society at large. I believe because so much change has taken place, changes in daily routine and expectations and new normals of life, changes in employment, changes in locations, changes in routines and health and family relationships, financial status. You know, we're seeing such upheaval in now mental health and uh, just this overall anxiety, anger, and frustration. I think because so many of us have been rocked to the core, who we thought we were has now been shattered or at least eerily threatened, and we have been set adrift. And so, as we tackle the revolution of souls in society that is desperately needed, we've got to start here. You know, we're going to get into this in future episodes. Uh, how do we together as a society ask and answer the question, who are we? Like a good coach needs to do first when he steps in to take over a team that's hurting and needs to get rebuilt and redirected. But let's start here. Before we answer it on the societal level, let's start on the soul level. Your soul and mine. How do we get to the best answer for who am I? I'd love to hear your answers, thoughts, and questions. Jump in on this. My phone number and email address are in the bottom here, the show notes. But let me set up, let me tease next week's episode. We're going to build on where we started today. If the answers we could come up with to who I am aren't satisfactorily found in what we do, what group we belong to, or what others say about us, then where can the best and most helpful answers or answer be found within ourselves, perhaps? Or is there a better source? And that's what we'll be releasing next week in next week's episode, Tuesday, the 27th. So please, if this is a value to you and you believe it'd be a value to others, let's build a movement. Let's be as helpful as we can. And so if you could follow, share this out with others, and please download it. I know you can stream each episode, but the downloading gives us that marker uh, to be able to evaluate and for future um, monetization uh, desires, not to put any, not to put a dime in my pocket, but to, I'm not going to take a dime from this, uh, but to perhaps enable uh, the future and, and more complete development of the movement. Uh, that would be great. All right. So follow, share, download. Thanks for joining this week on This Stuff Matters, the podcast. I look forward to seeing you next week. This is Tom Gray and This Stuff Matters. <laughs>